how's, how's your week been? It's been all right. You know, it's just been relatively steady, stable. Have you got next Monday off? I do. Of course I do. How excited are you for the Super Bowl? I haven't been this excited for the Super Bowl since exactly 12 months ago when the Super Bowl <laughs> was ramping up. Let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm buzzed. I've got my 24 days. I've got... I haven't decided... I'm going to get a takeaway from somewhere, but I haven't decided where, which is always exciting for me. Mm. But just... There is that scope. Some football with my birds, man. It's going to be good. And of course... We'll also have Max from Gridiron Extra, and we'll be oh. doing it live on Twitch. Cause, God you know, bless his soul. God bless all of our souls for <laughs> giving you bastards some content. Yeah, you little rat fuck. <laughs> Watch it. Nobody will even show up for our hard effort. I, I dare you. I double dare you to show up. <laughs> Rice Rice from Rice University has joined us. Defensive end. How you Hello. doing, Rice Rice? Are you eating bread? Is it whenever bread? whenever I imagine just kind of Ed doing his thing at home, it is just sitting in front of a computer in a dark room eating a plain bagel. It's not a plain bagel, it's got olives in it, and me and him have described and uh well, yeah, but it's still argued. are there any toppings on that bagel or you are you just fucking raw dog in it? You would honestly, you don't need toppings on this bad boy. Also, can I tell you guys? It's funny you should actually mention Same. this because I have a story from this morning. Because... <laughs> He's getting it out of the way early. No. There we go. So I started work this morning and it was early and it was dark. And Sam, it's relevant to what you just said. <laughs> okay. It's early. It was dark. I started work. I was clicking my mouse. I was like, why isn't this clicking? It's because I was clicking a bagel, and I was doing it for like 30 seconds, like not looking at the screen. <laughs> like... Feels spongy. <laughs> it was firm, like a mouse. That's the point. Where, okay, where did you get the bagel from? The kitchen. Where did you purchase the bagel? Um, it's from Forge Bakehouse. Ooh, okay. I'll... I'll let it slide. God. I found the new, I found the new title the disgusting of the human being. <laughs> it's just vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, How are you vulgar, doing today? Not in a not in an obscene way, but uh... this is all dead space. But ear games, it can be cut. It's fine. Um, I'm, frankly, I'm amazed that he muted himself while he was chewing on bagel. This is coming from the guy who did the most cavernous burp I have ever seen on camera. <laughs> I'm allowed to. It's part of my kind of character for this podcast. Really? Yeah. So I'm I'm Chubby Gollum and I'm not allowed to eat, but you're Oh, I'm Sam, what? I like the New York Giants. And you're allowed to fucking <laughs> yeah. rip one of the biggest burps I've ever seen on. Because it's in like a kind of charming way, like a kind of, you know, if you're Seth Rogen playing a like supporting part in a movie, like your well-meaning schlubby friend that's kind of gross sometimes, but yours is like you know. You don't think all three of us fit into that category? What uh, of Seth Rogen supporting character? Well-meaning schlubby friend. Yeah, right. I feel like <laughs> when you make disgusting math noises, it echoes more a kind of a 
a terrible little man who's hidden away in the mountains so that the sun doesn't beat down on his <laughs> terrible hairless head. <laughs> Scathing review. Yeah, this is cruel. I might just leave this chat. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> We're relying on you for at least half of this content. But yeah. Yeah. Send what, your caviar what, fingers. What percentage of the content are we relying on me for? Have we ever relied on you for any content, Scorm? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just here to kind of massage the content into a a product that we can happily put out there. You quality control. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get. I taste the podcast to make sure there's just that right balance of our original spice blend. He's simultaneously the chef who puts it all together at the end, and the guy who takes a shit directly <laughs> in the bowl to spoil the ingredients. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding, Sam. We love um, you really. It's okay. yeah. I'm like I'm like a chef that works really hard to like craft like a a lava cake or something and then I'm also the guy that comes along and just sticks his finger in it. Yeah. You're the guy who so, just spits in the face of the critic who's about to eat it. So big football news. <laughs> <laughs> the Detroit Lions are shit. And the then Detroit. we put the stake in. <laughs> shall, we, shall we kind of run through the gamut of you know, other news and trade talk and then get on to the big game. Yes, I mean, I'm presuming that this is all getting cut out because I need to type <laughs> NFL.com. It will be from now. Oh, fuck. Okay. Ed, don't say anything informative or witty. Wait, are we cutting? I've already I've already typed there. Oh, I want news. I'm still just eating bagel. How long does it take you to eat a bagel? Also, how are you eating a bagel at, like, what is surely no more than an hour and a half away from your tea. Mm. Yeah, I had breakfast at like eleven o'clock, so then I had I'm just sort of late. So, so I'll have, did, did I'll have, have tea early, but I'll have a small tea. And I just sort of I just had a bagel to keep them taking over, and then it'll be tea time. Okay. No way to live. <laughs> <laughs> well, this no is way to live. I do also have pink juice. Uh, ah, king of juices. What brand of pink oh. juice is it? Did you guys see my neck do a weird thing when I was drinking then? I heard your mouth yeah. do a thing. So, so many bad noises. It's like <laughs> it's, it's like trying to record a podcast in a, in a moist cavern. <laughs> I thought you going to be more insulting. I thought you were saying, it's like trying to record a podcast with a chimp. Yeah. It's like trying to record a podcast with a dog that is like eating all the time. So my dog then. Yeah. Yeah. Um Speaking of Um, can we give our yearly shout out to your dog who ate the candle that time? We can. It is it's time. <laughs> I'm gonna retweet it on the Stiffer Flip account now. Dun, da, 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 da. Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, it was actually her birthday a few a few weeks ago, but you know, Aww. sorry we uh, missed it. It's it's okay. Did she get up to more candle eating shenanigans, or have has Beth learned a lesson? She's sort of. I mean, she's just far too old to get up anywhere right now. 
She she's got my mum is the sort of person that will buy unnecessary accessories that will be used like twice for a dog. And she's bought <laughs> my dog a pram. Oh <laughs> wow. Oh Bev. And, and let me tell you, it is the most ridiculous sight because it's especially made for dogs pram, so it's just got like it looks like a pram that you'd push a baby in and then like it's got like a a soft sort of crate thing at the oh, bottom. I've seen, yeah, I've yeah. seen those at work. Yeah. So instead of like a seat for the child to sit in, it's just it's... a crate, and it looks like she's just pushing around a big basket. And then you look closer, and there's a dog in there, is, is just sort a... of going like this. Yeah, is she not a spaniel? That seems like quite a large dog to have. It is a spaniel, yeah. In it's a, a large, it's a large <laughs> dog pram. And when I say that it is an unnecessary accessory, I mean it. It is bulbous that pram. <laughs> your mum should have got a motorbike and a sidecar. <laughs> well, she oh. wants one. She oh, genuinely says that she wants to learn how to ride a motorcycle so that she can put a sidecar on it and have either Harvey or Sophie in it. We should get a motorcycle with two sidecars. One either side, and then we can roll around the country as a podcast tree. <laughs> That's how we can get to all our live shows that I'm sure we'll. we'll I feel like we also have to solve crimes just to make ends yeah. meet. Although that does bring up the awkward question of who actually drives the bike. And... Bugs not me. Bugs are not me. Oh, but it's obviously the cooler bit. And... You, can, you can imagine mine and Tom's head sticking out little sidecars <laughs> with goggles and a pilot's hat, but my hair is just going yeah. behind. Yeah. <laughs> Tom would just look like the the dog from that show where that lady flies around come outside. <laughs> come outside. Do you know the thing is? I was just thinking my mum might actually be the woman from Come Outside thinking Auntie about Mabel. it. And now we brought now we brought it up twice. Oh my god. Hello and welcome to Stiff Up a Lip, the NFL podcast by Brit, with me, Ed Wilkins. Me, Emma Hebron. Me, Sam Wand. Me, Tom Chappell. Excellent. Lovely. We should talk about football. <laughs> there is yeah. news that happened news. over the course of the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Ed, give us a give us your best uh, scat uh, news segment announcement. Jingle. Oh well, um, you want you want me to give you a jingle? Yeah, scat version of the BBC News like techno theme. NFL news. All right, that was that was perfect, beautiful. So, Sam was Sam was looking. I could see it in his eyes. He so desperately <laughs> wanted to criticize and felt like he couldn't. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to pile it on you. It'd be unfair. <laughs> Honestly, you look more Romo-esque every day. He does look very Romo, to be fair. Romo. Hmm. Um. Never remember what Tony Romo looks like. He, he looks like, like you. A... Yeah, you look like a mixture of Tony Romo so. and Shaggy. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the, the one from Scooby Doo, of course. Okay, I was gonna say <laughs> not Mr. Bombastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord. All right, so the big news of the week 
was that the Detroit Lions uh, have entered the tank for the 9,000th time. Uh, it doesn't matter what ownership they have, they're still complete ass. They need a complete mm-hmm. culture change. And Matthew Stafford got so sick of being a loser that he actually <laughs> wanted to go to play for a team that actually cares. So well done, Matthew Stafford, for getting out of there. Um, yeah, he, gra- he graduated from Titanic Death Chair Shuffler, Shuffler, rather, to sort of like, I don't know, just another backwards QB yeah. that the Rams have. Because the Rams Super Bowl window is closed. Is it closed? Is it? I yes. mean, they were a good quarterback away from potentially making it. I don't yeah. think. I don't think it's closed. I, I, I think it's reopened. I think that's with very. Yeah, I'd. I'd agree. I think that's very. Uh, I don't know. Not glass half full, or glass half <laughs> glass empty. Half empty. Glass but, mostly empty. Yeah, I think like it's not like they've. Why mm. would you say that you think that the the Ram Super Bowl window is closed? Because. Can they keep all the pieces on the O line? The left tackle is retiring this year. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly you know, it's certainly not a, a as sure a thing as it might have been. You know, if it had gone to a different team, but I think that they'll, I think that they'll be you know be in the playoffs again next year. Perhaps so, and it, we should just point out for the listeners as well in a corresponding move. Um, Jared Goff moved to Detroit to sort of live in exile until his contract expires. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the, get... the whole from yeah, the Rams the to the Lions, two firsts and a third, and mm. Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford. I mean, to say that they gave Jared Goff an absolutely monster contract less than two years ago, yeah, it shows how far he fell. In, yeah, in Los I mean that. Let's not, you know, let them off the hook too much. Like that, the, they decided to give him that contract in the first place was ridiculous. Well, yeah. I mean, the mismanagement from the Rams is ridiculous because yeah, like, what was the his um, and Todd Gurley's contract? So, uh, Tom, just while we do this, can you briefly look at um, what they traded up to get Jared Goff? Because I think it's another set of first-round picks. Is it a first and second and third that they traded up to get Jared Goff? Um, so they traded up from the number 15 to the first pick, and they gave an extra first round, two second rounders, and two third rounders. So are we are we now oh. going to say that Jared Goff essentially cost the Rams two first rounders, two se- two second rounders, and two third rounders, and delivered no, three them third one, rounders, three third round, yeah, and delivered them one Super Bowl loss. <sighs> that is, I mean, I think it it actually bears repeating for when Sam gets back. Do you want to know the total value that Jared Goff cost the Rams? What, over the course of his contract with them? No, well, just to in... get him. Because <laughs> they traded up from the number 15 to the, to the first overall pick in 2016 to make yeah. sure they got their man. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they traded a first, two seconds, and a third. Oh, oh, oh I see what you mean. To move up 14 oh. spots. Which means that now having sent him away for Matthew Stafford, the if we deal... say that one, if we say that the value of Matt Stafford was essentially the first and the third, 
because yeah. they've, they've given away the first round pick just to not have got Goff's contract on the books anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's cost them what is it? Yeah, and and not only time. will they not have Jared Goff's contract on the books anymore, but they are acquiring Matt Stafford, whose contract for this year is only six million less than Jared Goff. Um, so, but they are getting a player who justifies his wage as much as yeah. any player can justify yeah. their wage. And um, I, you know, the only winner for me in this, really, I mean, it's it's going to be fine for the Lions to get these picks, but as we've touched upon, they need far more than like these first round picks will get them which is did an you, entire rebuild of the entire franchise from start to bottom yeah did you did bottom. you mention what years the picks were for it was 2020 is it 2023 2024 and then 2023's third rounder it's it's 22 so. and 23 cuz you can't you can't trade yeah. picks 3 years in advance so yeah, it's 22 yeah. and 23 so they're not going to have another first rounder till 24 no that's right. Yeah, uh, I mean, their last first had... rounder was Jared Goff in 2016. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I guess I, I was thinking about this. I would probably already know the answer to this anyway if I'd have been following football properly for a bit longer. In terms of kind of obviously with them not having had first round draft pick for the last you know four years anyway, they managed to build a very good you know at the moment. I don't have a great deal of context for, you know, their team, but I don't fantastic defense. The offense hasn't been great, but you know, there's certainly pieces there. Um how much of that is kind of them drafting well previously without these first rounders, and how much is, you know, talent that was already there that have managed to hang on to and well, let's put it this way. The last three first round picks the Rams have picked were Todd Gurley, Jared Goff, and Aaron Donald. Right. So they, I mean, they've picked up Cooper Cup since then. A lot of the young secondary are their own draftees. But the problem with the Rams, I find, is that they are always players in free agency every year. You know, they're always trying to bring someone in, whether it's a Jalen Ramsey. And that that is what's going to bite them in the end is that they, they their their whole team is built on a house of like a foundation of sand right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, financially in hell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm. I mean, there there have been um, a few reports that um, I don't know whether it was Dan Campbell or someone else at the Lions organization saying that you know. They not only see Jared Goff as a bridge quarterback, but also as a potential starter, you know, as the kind of future of that organization. Alternatively, I've heard that they might be looking to immediately trade him on. <laughs> so they can go anywhere between this guy is a, is going to be our starter for the next four years to this guy is getting out of here immediately. Why would they be able to trade him on too? Well, yeah, no. No, I mean, they could potentially just send the entire trade that they got from the Rams and try and get Deshaun Watson. No. That seems like a very non-Lions move. It yeah. does sound like a very non-Lions move, and that's why they won't make it. Yeah, I mean, um, also, I don't think Deshaun Watson would. No, why would Deshaun Watson go yeah. from one broken franchise to another absolutely <laughs> yeah, like... broken franchise? What is the point? Yeah. His, yeah, his problems with, like, the... Texans were mainly to do with like the ownership and you know the the 
big players there, and I think you'd have a lot of those same problems in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. given that I'm going to put this on record right now, I think that the Ford family are the worst owners in NFL history, and I think it's because they took a team that back in the 50s were pretty pretty solid contenders at one point. I mean, they were they were at one point an absolutely fantastic franchise, and what they have done is essentially through 70 years of mismanagement pretending that there's some sort of curse ripped <laughs> every single asset out of that team ripped every single relationship that that team has had with any star player you look at how they have handled Barry Sanders Calvin Johnson and now Matthew Stafford you look at how the curse even came about by them mismanaging a relationship with their star quarterback they are an absolute joke of an ownership <laughs> And the Ford family are genuinely killing an NFL franchise, and the yeah. Lions are dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I will just mention one thing before we moved on. Do you know that Matt Stafford had a um, had a no trade clause where he could say where or not he wanted to be traded? Yeah, yeah. And the only did you know the only team that he that was on the list that he didn't want to be traded? The Patriots. To? Patriots. And it was because he, he hated Matt Patricia so much that as soon as he saw that Matt Patricia was going back to the Patriots, he was like, no, fuck it. I'm not doing it. I am not doing that. And the Ford family hired Matt Patricia. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, so I mean... just Tom, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Sam, but I thought it was... Tom earlier said, who are the winners of this trade? And I'll give you a winner. I'll throw a winner out if you want. Deshaun Watson. What, so that he doesn't have to go to the Lions? Or the Rams? <laughs> the, if, when you think about the value that the Rams were able to get for Stafford, Actually, yeah, for, yeah. For, it resets yeah. the market on what Deshaun Watson's worth. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it goes from him potentially being worth that same amount, like two firsts and a third could have been enough for Deshaun Watson. I think it would have been a little bit on the light side, really? but like it could have been enough. And now you look at it and you think, a team is going to need to ship basically like go for a full on saints in like, what was it? 1999 when they traded every single pick that they had. Uh, yes. And that was, that was to move up and get a running back. Well, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, didn't go well. It didn't go well. <laughs> but, yeah. Like well, that is the sort of move that will have to happen for the Sean Watson. I mean, the, problem, I... The, the only teams with the capital to do it are the teams that, by definition, Deshaun Watson wouldn't really want to go to <laughs> the outside Jets. of Miami and they don't have a need. Nope. Yeah. Well, the Jets. Um... The Colts have got more than enough cap space to cover Deshaun Watson's contract. But I don't think Texans will never trade him. Yeah, they won't. There is yeah. no chance. Aren't they wanting kind of a similar deal to what Stafford went for along with two kind of like, you know, fairly big time defensive players? Maybe, but at the same time, there's there's heavy rumors that JJ Watt's getting out of the, uh, of the Texans as well. They are they are fully without an asset right now if they trade both of those guys. I give me a second. I saw I didn't actually look at the article. I saw a headline that looked to be refuting that JJ Watt was being shipped out or that he would, you know, be open to it. But I didn't actually investigate it. So <laughs> bear with me. Yeah, I mean the pro- the the Texans, when when you consider the very real possibility of them going into next year and their best player being Whitney Merciless, yeah, sort of the fear is that they're not worth a hill of beans. 
Um, I mean, Whitney Whitney Merciless is a is a is a great defensive player, but at the same time, he's not he's not the guy that you want to be the best player on your team. He's not. He's not. He's not an Aaron Donald. He's not a Deshaun Watson. No, no, no. Um, and this is this is a team who hilariously mismanaged. Who we talk? I mean, all of them. Jadavion Clowney, DeAndre Hopkins, they're not even there anymore. Nope. What was the... How much did they give up for Kenny Stills for him to immediately leave the team? I can't remember, but it was... It was, it was, a, it was like something like a second round pick to get Kenny Stills, and Kenny Stills played like, what, three games for them and then left? With just a whimper. Sounds about right. Yeah. That it's just it's been such a poorly managed team basically since two thousand and two, and the only chance really that they've like had is post Watson when they had Nuke when they had assets that were there, and unless they the the, the problem is they're left with a they're left with an issue where they don't have they have Deshaun Watson, Laramie Tunsil, and nothing else, yeah, or they have the picks to. They have the picks to rebuild, but only if they sacrifice Deshaun Watson. And then you wonder, well, what do they really have to build around? Yeah. Like, rebuilds only work if you can build around key established talents. It's kind of how they work. It's kind of... The Texans right now are at the exact same point that they were in in 2002 when they were a freshly built expansion franchise. And, you know, you don't have any assets to build around. Except the Texans don't have the first overall pick like they had in 2002, so that they could go out and get, you know, David Carr, who didn't exactly turn out to be anything special. But like they tried to build something from an expansion team. This is they are doing the exact same thing again with the same amount of assets, but without any of the actual capital that they had back then. No. So. Yeah. Uh, in relation to the article that I saw earlier, it was a stupid Sports Illustrated article with a stupid headline that did not, in fact, mean the thing that I thought it did. So, typical still looks Sports like JJ. Still looks like JJ Watt will probably get shipped out. Yeah. Um, Which again, it's, it, sometimes when when we've seen these things, they reflect badly on the players, like Antonio Brown bullying his way off the Steelers, and then the Raiders looked very bad on Brown. Mm-hmm. Like I respect JJ Watt for sticking out as long as he did. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know that there's anyone more respected, like in the league, in terms of like players and what they've done for the organization and you know how much they've given it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Speaking of some more news regarding potential trades, quarterbacks, etc. Matt Ryan is apparently set to not be traded in 2021. The Falcons have confirmed that they are not going to ship him. Which I think is the right move if you're going to try and build yeah. around anyone. You build around Matt Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's not he's not in the upper age bracket. He's got a few years left, and he's, as as we will attest, is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL still. He showed zero decline. Yeah, literally yeah. zero. The only decline that he had shown is that Julio Jones showed decline, and even then, yeah. Matt Ryan still played to a high <laughs> yeah. level. And thus, by default, he looked a little bit worse. Yeah, but. Yeah. So, um, which is a shame, I think, because I I would have really imagined the Bears would have been big players for Matt Ryan. Mm. The Bears have been 
sort of big big names on quite a few potential quarterback landing destinations and haven't gone for any of them. Yeah. The only one so far that I've seen any form of news around at all is potentially trading for Deshaun Watson. And even then, I don't think that they're going to do it. I, I think that is insane. Yeah. I think they don't have nearly enough kind of to give. No. And no, I don't I think would... you'd want to, you know, be there anyway. Just, just let, let him go to Miami or New York. I, I don't want Deshaun in Miami. I feel I feel like the the as critical as I've been about Tua in this podcast, and especially about the Dolphins sort of management of him. I don't think that I don't think the Tungvaluer experiment should be over in Miami already. I think that's oh no. no. I mean, I, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a kind of shitty situation because you know if you're the Dolphins, like as an organization, as much faith as you have in Tua, if you are one of the you know maybe two or three real, real possibilities as a kind of Deshaun Watson landing spot. You'd be it'd be stupid to not explore that. Like as sad as it is for Tua and, you know, but the the Dolphins are looking fantastic for a lot of this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, the the franchise that they're gonna kind of hopefully grow up to be in the next kind of over the next, you know, four or five years, whatever. If that had Deshaun Watson in the mix, that'd be instant, you know. That's very true. Contenders, yeah, and they they certainly have the picks to do it. I think the fear is what I'd want to see in Miami is I want to see offensive playmakers because I think that one of the things for Miami is just that they don't really have a wide receiver. They have Miles Gaskin, who was like a seventh yeah. round pick last year. Like, there's, I mean, Devonte Parker's pretty. Solid. Mike Gesicki is an okay pass catching tight end, but like they need more. Those I'd, are like I'd, I'd good want to see them use. Guy. Yeah, I'd want to see them use one of the draft picks that they have, specifically the one that they got yeah. from the Texans, to go out and draft like a Devonta yeah. Smith from Alabama, or yeah, you know, someone like that that will give them like a an oomph. Yeah. Uh, Alabama reunion. Yeah, yeah. I really, I'd. I'd... Actually, yeah, to that end, I kind of do hope that they use, kind of that they don't go for Watson and that they do try and use, you know, these picks that they've got on, you know, some wide receivers, whatever, and try and build around Tua, because... I'll tell you what, should we, should we just say it right now? I want to see Watson at the Jets. I, I also, I, I absolutely, Jets is my, like, well, preferred a, landing like, spot. As a, how can anyone say no to, like, it? it's like kind of people saying that um you know for trevor lawrence probably going to jacksonville how that is kind of in a way bad for the league because jacksonville is kind of a nothing destination Mm. in terms of like fan base like if you had to play like trevor lawrence in new york you know obviously there's a huge kind of you know they have loyal fan base it's just a bigger market and like a bigger you know it just mean more to the league, I think, and I think the same could be said for Deshaun Watson. Mm. As, as, I mean, as a fan of a team with a relatively small market, I'm kind of happy that marquee names occasionally make their way to the smaller franchises. But I get your point. Like what before they immediately drive their career into the ground? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Brett Favre. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> Who uh, coincidentally then went on to go play for the Jets. To bring it full yeah, circle. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, quick um, bit of, quick bit of uh, happy news. Uh, Ron Rivera is officially cancer free. It was announced yay. last week. Uh, so congratulations, Ron Rivera. Thank you for being still in the league. I mean, it was fun watching the Washington football team defense. Uh, and when Alex Smith came back, it was kind of fun watching the offense. You know, I mean, I want to yeah. see what Ron Rivera does next year. Yeah, certainly. Mm-hmm. So, is I'm, there, I'm excited. Do, do you guys see any chance that Alex Smith rolls in as the week one starter next year in Washington? I don't know whether or not yes. Alex Smith comes back. I think that Alex I, Smith I'd, retires. Yeah, I, I he's, think... He's come back and he's done it, and I think that that is going to be enough for him. Yeah, to come back and get, like, obviously the the divisions are fucking cesspit pool of human sewage. Yeah. But Giants notwithstanding. Um, but, like, he, he came back and, like, got them a division title, and I think the longer he stays in this, it's kind of, you know, you're working on diminishing returns. I think that um, what he may also have looked at is the fact that, like, he was in the draft class directly after, like, a Phil Rivers, who was famously not never really hurt. Alex Smith has taken this absolutely outrageous injury, and he is a year younger than Phil Rivers, really, in terms That's of... That's true. Well, I don't he, think he's... He's a totally different player, I mean, we'll say that. Well, yeah. He's, yeah, absolutely, but at the same time, like, he's got all the heart, but I think he's going to be too smart about this. I wouldn't I wouldn't risk it. Yeah. I hear exactly what you're saying, but wouldn't the smart bit wouldn't the smart thing have been to not come back at all? Well, yeah, but like at the same time now he's like proven like oh I can do this and yeah. I've 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 beaten the critics that were like yeah. Yeah. Oh, he'll never walk again, he'll never play yeah, football what, again. And now he has played football. To, yeah, what is there left to you know, accomplish for him? Obviously like, you know, every season as a starting quarterback is kind of statistically a miracle at this point mm-hmm. but I mean yeah does it outweigh the risk I had a weird little thought pop into my head there where I suddenly I thought to myself you know he could probably start in he could probably start in San Francisco this year that'd be a full circle move <laughs> you just, you just want you just want something else to happen <laughs> yeah, speaking of San Francisco, actually, should we address the the rumors that Cousins is getting shocked to to the Forty ers for I don't, Garoppolo I don't and a small a small basket of picks? I don't think he's getting shocked. I think first of all, I would I would hate to see Kurt go. Let me let me make that clear because <laughs> as much as I, <laughs> the year is twenty twenty one, right? The the amount of QB needy teams yeah. is a record high this year. And we have one of the few franchise QBs in the league right now. Why we would be looking to move on to the, from that, I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, as as patchy as Kirk Cousins can be, when he, you know, when everything around him is working well and he gets into that rhythm, you know, he's a great quarterback. And it'd just create a problem in Minnesota where there is none. Did you just call Kirk a great quarterback? Even it had, even if it I had said, an enormous asterisk, I'll take yeah. it. At times, <laughs> when you know the all the other cogs are moving well, 
and you know that can prop him up if he needs it like yeah. he is great he can make some great throws you know he has a decent arm but it's just all the patches where you know conditions aren't perfect mm-hmm. and I, the, I, I feel but like it's, it's better than you know it's still a, a, for a lot of teams it's a very enviable quarterback <laughs> That's that's exactly my point. Yeah. Like, I even though I think that there's a even though I think that there's a, a a large chance that if somehow Trey Lance is still on the board at pick fourteen, we probably pick Trey Lance because he's a hometown QB and sort of sit him for the next couple of years. I still I still think that you know Kirk yeah. is not the problem, and Kirk Kirk would would be an enviable asset to like yeah. fifteen teams for, at this point. Yeah, I mean, absolutely go for. I hope they do go for Trey Lance, just purely so that you can get a Viking shirt with the name Lance on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I said this. To, I said this to you once, Sam, but I think it bears repeating again. Do you think that it's a shame that Trey Lance sounds a little bit like someone trying to say Trevor Lawrence in favor? <laughs> <laughs> Trey Lance. It's like Trey that. Uh, <laughs> it's like that vine of that kid saying LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Lance. Um. Yeah. God, that's such a. Well, I tell you what, name. that's that's the draft information no one's talking about, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I would. I'd wear a Trey Lance jersey. Yeah. Have you ever seen the uh, North Dakota State jerseys? No. no. I they don't are... understand why you ask me these questions. What about if I told you that they're the Bisons? <laughs> and. T- <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I'd like when I have a spare like a half an hour, I like sit down at my computer and I'm like, hmm, like college football teams with large herbivore mascots. <laughs> well, no, but here's right, here's the thing, because you're you're the guy who likes the sort of Falcons horror show that was basically a college uniform. I thought you'd like college uniforms because they are allowed to be a bit braver on the colour palettes. Do not and never want to kind of dip my toe into the like <laughs> any college I will I will like I'm learning about the draft I'm learning about the players but only within the context of kind of the teams that might be looking for them and why they might oh, I don't okay. want to know anything about them from a college perspective <laughs> it's it's just a fucking like, it's well, like so as long as they like come stamped with a thing that says free range <laughs> well just it's like if it would it not be really weird if someone was really into like academy players for a football club like if you were talking to someone about wednesday and they were like oh but have you seen like these guys coming through and it was a huge conversation around it it'd be weird i mean i agree but then by that time there's, there's a huge conversation to be had around college football because it regularly draws like crowds of like hundreds of millions. Like it's it's not an exaggeration to say the Rose Bowl is like about as watched as the Super Bowl. Okay. It it genuinely is, and and yeah. I mean, even if you go to any high school game in Texas, it probably draws more than most championship football teams do. Yep. Over yeah. here, that that is just a thing. So um, when 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 are they gonna stop paying college athletes? Every-
every day, one man must sit on the floor in some pillows next to a clothing rail in a spare room while his colleagues sit on a comfy bed with appropriate seating. For just £200 in total, we can get this man a chair and a table so that he can podcast in comfort and not need to stretch his groin every week. Please, please pledge as much as you can or as much as you really want to to this poverty-stricken boy and help him afford a table and chair. Please go to http colon forward slash forward slash www.stiffupperlippod.com forward slash the cleft chinchilla appeal appeal. Thank you and please donate what you can to this unfortunate boy. Thank you. This has been a message brought to you by the Cleft Chinchilla Appeal Appeal Foundation. If you would like to know more, please visit our website. Thank you. So okay. the last sort of little bits of news that uh, I wanted to sort of really talk about. Um, not going to talk about the Super Bowl related news until right at the end, because obviously that is Super Bowl. Um, but is that, is that bike, man? It is bike, man. Of course it's bike, man. <laughs> of course it's going to be bike, man. Um, there's been a few uh, coaching hires. Oh uh, my god! Nick Sirianni has taken over as the Eagles head coach from Doug Peterson. I know Fantastic. absolutely nothing about Nick Sirianni. Yeah, me neither. Um, um, did you see Ed's handwriting that he just held up on screen? Then no, he just held up a little note that said, "I think it said feeding mall." Okay, but to say that this man. Uh, proclaims himself to be a writer it was like someone like threw a sharpie at a wall <laughs> i can't talk i have awful handwriting um um yeah nick seriani the eagles i do feel like how what year did they win the super bowl 2019 no god well, it was the I mean, twenty. Fucking... It was the twenty seventeen season, right? Twenty seventeen eighty. Yeah, we're talking the yeah, Eagles yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think, like, obviously, there's been a huge like something has gone terribly wrong with the Eagles, but I do find it a little. Would you have given Doug Peterson any more like rope, given no. how recent his success was? No. I mean, rumour has it that Wentz was the biggest one that was pushing for Peterson to be let go. Which make which sort of makes sense because um the regression that Carson Wentz actually had in terms of like yeah. his, his throwing mechanics was 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 something and the play calling was, was not helping because he's a man who enjoys his hero ball. But Plus there is a statue outside with Peterson and a different guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we should probably point that out as well. Um, but yeah, I think that the Eagles' play calling didn't help them at all. Um, their team management over the past couple of years regarding like replacing or gathering skill position players wasn't very good. I don't think that really anything could really have given him a positive tick towards his performances this season from Doug Peterson and I think it is probably the right idea to go in a completely different direction 
I just can't speak on that direction because I've got no, no preference or history on Nick Sirianni. You say, say uh, it's a flawed metric, but the last pro bowler that the uh, Eagles drafted was Carson Wentz. Mm. And that was the same year that Goff was drafted, 2016. Yeah. So that's like... <sighs> yeah, quite some so, time ago. But people are saying that the Sirianni hire is the death knell for Carson Wentz in Philly because Sirianni worked with Jalen Hurts. Mm. See, I think that that was probably the thing that may have swung it anyway. Um, the closeness of how Sirianni has worked with Hurts. I think the Eagles are in a sneaky bad position right now with with their cap because... I think that aren't they like the seventh highest cap hit, and they have absolutely nothing right now to help them out. The, the sad part of it is, it's going to be a cautionary tale for teams, and it's like a the the they've paid their own linemen is essentially the reason for the mess they're in. Yeah, is they've decided no, we don't want replacement level O linemen, and heck, it won them a Super Bowl, right? Won them a Super Bowl with a backup QB just how good that O-line was. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> now you're, you're, seeing the, you're seeing the results of that experiment. It's that, yeah, it got on the Super Bowl, but now their Super Bowl window is so closed because they're bereft of talent and, and the they're talent, in cap hell, yeah. Yeah, the talent that they paid is, is very aged now. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think that the thing about, like, how the Eagles went for the Super Bowl is there are sort of two methods of thinking really and some teams like Jacksonville in 2017 will go for the same method as what the Eagles tried which is pay the guys that are important, keep them happy win a Super Bowl, have your window be one maybe two years and then bail on that like deal with a few more years of rebuild or you go for the approach of like how the Patriots yeah. have done it for the Build past kind of sustainable yeah try and go more sustainable and, and maybe rely more on your coaching than anything I think there yeah. are two schools of thought on it and I think that it's, it'd be harsh to criticise the Eagles for going ham for that Super Bowl because I mean first franchise Super Bowl you'd Ed, as a as a person who supports a team that hasn't won anything, you would you would absolutely love for the Vikings to just go all out. Wouldn't I just? Yeah, yeah. I think anyone would. Yeah, I, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But unfortunately, the Eagles are now just on the downward slope yeah. of that. So the, the Vikings have done everything over the past decades to build an organic team, and they always come so fucking close. Yep. That's that's the problem. Like without that significant investment in free agency, without maximizing like every one of your opportunities, your Super Bowl window is either closed or tiny. Ironically, the the best year that the Vikings have had to get here with this organic team is also the same year that they happened to have Sam Bradford and Case Keenum. <laughs> yeah. And Why it, did you worked. not just get a quarterback that was any good? Hey, Keenan was good for that year, uh, lest we forget. Let, I mean, yeah, lest we forget, but then also <laughs> lest we forget that Case Keenum has disappeared off the face of the earth, both pre and post that season. 
He's he's backing up Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. <laughs> he doesn't need any backing up. <laughs> um, okay. I'm, to be honest, really, the the aside from a bunch of like sort of position coach hires, um, oh, we don't care about. Well, I mean, I Packers defensive coordinator that. Mike Pettin is not retaining for the 2021 season. We can get Max's thoughts on that at the Super Bowl live stream if you want. I'm not sure if he'll be that upset. I don't think he will. It was an absolutely awful defensive coordinator. Um, Bye, bye, Mike. (laughs) They had a good thing going with the actual players, but the Mike Pettin just got like every like seven DBs on the field at any one point. Like it's not going to work. Yeah, no. Um, And then, like aside from aside from that, the only other sort of bit of news is that. ex-US ambassador to the uh, well, to Ireland and uh, wife of Steelers owner uh, Art Rooney um, Patricia Rooney oh sorry, Dan Rooney of course uh, Patricia Rooney passed away uh, on the 31st of January so a bit of a sad loss really for the NFL because she seemed to be one of those like well-liked people among like every every circle for every team yeah, so. I feel so much kind of every single like NFL kind of media person that I follow on Twitter was just kind of glowing in their praise of her. Yeah. Um and it I mean I it it does serve the purposes to the fact that she was an ambassador for the United States at one point for three solid years during the Obama administration, like how well revered she was as a person. So yeah. Be good um, with Obama, you're good with me. That's I think that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah rest in peace patricia rooney um i know that i'm miffed being a steelers fan but it seemed to have sort of hit quite a lot of people around the league so hmm. yeah um and now on to the super bowl so going from a <laughs> moment of solemnness to a moment of joy yeah i i expected a little more fanfare so maybe we should have had a buffer story there Alright, the last piece of news that isn't related to a very sad moment <laughs> is that Ryan Fitzpatrick wants to play in 2021. Uh, yeah, he's baby. apparently said that the last two years have really relit that fire under me, which we can tell, Ryan. You've mm-hmm. been slanging it, boy. Did you? I Just a, a quick point about Ryan Fitzpatrick. I can't remember which one of you I told, but Ryan Fitzpatrick has the highest Wonderlick score of any QB ever. It was may actually be a certified him. genius. Yeah. The highest what? So there's a there's a drafting tool called the Wonderlick Test, which was originally created for like Navy pilots, and it's like it's all about decision making under pressure. So it's it's basically an IQ test, but it's like a pressurized IQ test. Yeah. Why are you doing that to me? I was I was just explaining <laughs> something to you. I know. And um yeah, and Ryan Fitzpatrick got forty eight out of fifty, which is like genius level. Wow. <laughs> like yeah. Who got the worst uh, Ed, just to put it into context? Um actually who got the worst was Maurice Claiborne, but he was literally later diagnosed with a learning disability. Um it was Vince Young was the worst quarterback ever. How much did he get, Ed? Six. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, resident favourite, four yards and a hunk of meat. 
Frank Gore also ended up with six out of, <laughs> six out of fifty. So more Frank more Gore. score on the Wonderlick than his average rushing yards per attempt yeah. for the last twenty five years. Need any more than that? You just give him the ball. He, he... slow and steady wins the third place on the all time rushing list. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a grandfather clock. <laughs> yeah, because it's like we've got we've got Adrian Peterson who like is now what third or fourth overall all time uh, from like absolutely outrageous performances for like ten years straight and is still pretty decent now. And then we've got Frank Gore who happens to have played like thirty five more years than Adrian Peterson and has like a hundred and fifty less yards than him. <laughs> I know exactly if. He's like a like a paddle steamer, <laughs> <laughs> like a, a sailing down the old Mississippi, just chugging <laughs> along. It's <laughs> Frank Gore. Oh, beautiful! Right. Um, okay. Now, Sam's just left, so we can't even do fanfare now. We can do one more story before Sam gets back. Okay. Sean Payton. The Saints have big interest in bringing Jameis Winston back. I knew it. I knew he was going to be the starter when Drew Brees retired. Is coming. You mean the next Steve Young isn't going to get the opportunity? The era of Jameis Winston with his <laughs> stupid hand celebration where he eats a dub is coming and is coming to yeah. take over the Saints, baby. The shoplifter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear! I... A higher picks per sixty minutes than you on your nose. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> oh, no, I don't. Um, it's fine. We all do it. <laughs> have I been caught picking my nose? Is that something that? No, no. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to make a joke about how he has a shit ton of picks. That's yeah. He just has a lot of picks. Yeah, just throws a lot of picks. He's That's a fun guy. I mean, it'll be a lot more fun watching him kill like a fifty-yard bomb uh, every four plays to. Buccaneers DBs, but you know, <laughs> he might actually throw it to a Buccaneers player for once. Yeah. So, <laughs> gee, congrats, Jameis. I was looking at, I was like, what? what? Jameis Winston news. <laughs> Jameis Winston news. He's apparently uh, the Saints are interested in bringing him back in oh. 2021. He's coming. I don't care. That Super Bowl window is so closed. Sean Payton is. An average coach who everyone wants to blow smoke up his ass. I will disregard any and all opinions you have on the New Orleans Saints football team. That's fair. You it's fair probably was. And now um, the first bit, of, well, the last bit of news slash first bit of Super Bowl news is that uh, the Chiefs are going to be without two players uh, this well this Super Bowl. As Kilgore, the center, and Demarcus Robinson have both tested positive for COVID nineteen. Uh, they got it from a barber, who they both shared. Which, if you've seen Daniel Kilgore's hair, and then if you've seen Demarcus Robinson, it doesn't really make sense as to why they share the same barber. But you know, it's it's cool. It's all I right. Know, I know he's only getting four yards a carry, but that seems strong. We're not talking about Frank Gore anymore. No, we're talking about. Oh, I know. Oh, oh. Oh, it's a, it's a joke because he's going to kill Gore. No, we're not cutting it. That's your worst joke of the entire podcast. I hope yeah. you're happy. So, so, what's happened with the last episode? I posted it. Oh, I what? thought I was editing that. No, I posted it. 
Oh, okay. I did it. I've been waiting for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, remind me afterwards and I'll get tweeting that bad boy then because I didn't even know it was out. Yeah, I posted it. Oh. <laughs> Go listen to it. Onwards. Oh, <laughs> completed it, mate. Yeah. Already done. Okay. Posted it this morning. In fact, I posted it last night. So get on that if you've if you've not already done so. You can hear our thoughts on the championship round. Uh, we didn't get to talk about caviar fingers again. It's fine. We'll do it in the off-season. Yeah, caviar yeah. can be an off-season thing. Yeah. The Super Bowl, guys. It's we should... the Super Bowl. Yay! We made it. Yay! Yay! I, I've, I've, like, I, I feel excited about the Super Bowl in a way that I haven't as long as I can remember watching football. And I think it's just because I've actually got the payoff of having watched these teams all season. <laughs> and like, I've never had that before. Like, I've just kind of usually just tacked on to the end of a season and watch two teams devoid of context. <laughs> nice. Which I appreciate this isn't a, a big deal for anyone but me, but I'm excited. <laughs> no, I, I think a lot of our listeners hopefully will feel the same way. If they, if, they don't, or if they're not already knowledgeable, I hope that they've grown and learned with you. Yeah, it's like only ever having read, like, choose-your-own-adventure books, but you skip right to the end anyway. And then reading, like, To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> <laughs> to kill a mockingbird with additional concussions. <laughs> <laughs> Only to kill a couple, a mockingbird <laughs> by repeated blows to the head. <laughs> uh, no, but the thing is, is I uh, there are people that do listen to this podcast that are like fledgling NFL fans. I've, I mean, I know a few that I've been sort of speaking to, and you know, whenever I, whenever I see, I mean, you specifically, <laughs> Sam, but also like shout out to everybody that like comes up and talks to me you know who you are uh well not comes up and talks to me but like pops up and uh talks to me about the nfl because you've listened to the pod like i appreciate Aww. all of you that have tuned That's really in really nice um yeah. even if you don't know much about the sport like i hope that you've learned from our incoherent uh, incoherent ramblings um yeah. just really what the fuck we're on about so yeah there you go there's a bit of gratification for you yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. because it's we are coming to our full second season closure. So, I mean, it will it will have been two will have been two Super Bowls in an episode's time. Maybe we should say a quick thank you to the fans. Yeah, yeah. knowledgeable I mean, or not, I tweeted out a thing. Um, that was just basically like a little thing. So we hit 150 followers on Twitter, which is outrageous. We're now on 152. Um, Holy shit! Which yeah. you know, this time last year we were only at like sort of 30. Um, we to say that we're a fledgling podcast to have about a thousand listeners in total when all we're doing is just sitting around talking about a sport that isn't even based anywhere near our country is uh, just yeah, a little bit mad. It's, it's humbling. Yeah, and we should also say uh, it's not humbling you know. at all. It's given me a giant ego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to keep that in check. I'm but, strutting around just like, yeah, I, we've got a podcast yeah. with a thousand listeners. I mean, listens. to a degree, the, the ego is earned. Because, as Tom said, reached 150 followers on Twitter. On a Twitter account that is entirely manned by Tom. Shut uh, up. And this is a victory out, for all of us. Puts out a lot of content that really helps with like engagement with the pod and like getting the pod out there. So, should, we, should uh, we do a very, very quick award ceremony? Yeah, I'd like to give my... 2020 slash 2021 social media 
Stiffy Award to Chapel. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that we were calling them the Stiffies. <laughs> oh yeah, shit! Because we've got obviously the whole season awards. So I think who's, who's the podcast MVP? Um, um, doesn't have to be any of us. It can just be anyone. Bike man, bike man, shout the fuck out to you, <laughs> sir. <laughs> now, now I don't see Speed Racer anymore. I can only assume that you know. Sadly, Speed Racer has left this world. I feel like. Bike man might be a speed <laughs> racer. This got us so dark. <laughs> Sam, were you not here for speed racer? Do you not know who's? No, he didn't know you... anything about speed racer. Have I never told you about speed racer? <gasps> oh my god, speed so... racist. So speed oh, racer speed was racist. a guy. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the the two thousands film with Leonardo DiCaprio? No, 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 no. Speed Racer was um Speed Racer was a character who used to get sloshed at the pub at the end of Man and Emma's drive. Uh, not our drive, <laughs> our our road. And he would drive his mobility scooter back, but he would be like <laughs> so tanked that like the mobility scooter would be winding and weaving and he had uh one arm and no legs. Okay. Hey, li- live your truth, Speed Racer. Get wrecked I... every day. <laughs> like... I... Oh man, I always like whenever uh, whenever I used to like cat sit at your house, I'd always like go past the pub on my way back after work, and I'd be like, maybe today I could I could have been like drinking buds with Speed Racer. You really could. <laughs> true. You also probably could have been like stabbed by Speed Racer. Yeah, it's, it's a very like rough knowing... looking pub. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Chris Wilder drinks there. Ah. That is how rough it is. No, oh. no, he doesn't. <laughs> no, seriously. Oh my god. Oh, uh, you know, I'm sure we could break. You know, build bridges, break some yeah. pork crackling. <laughs> they don't sell Do pork, you mean pork in scratchings. <laughs> they sell stones. Right, <laughs> special brew at a push. You tell John in advance he can get a tea. I love a textile. Bitter. Okay. Um yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. I why are we doing anything to not talk about it? Yeah, Super Bowl. Just... Yeah, God <laughs> fuck. Um so the the Chiefs have two players out on COVID list, as Tom yes. mentioned. Um what uh, would 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 we like to do a quick kind of prediction of this game? How we think it's gonna go? Yeah, I I'll go first. I think that the Buccaneers will uh, get burned in the secondary for the first four plays. The Chiefs <laughs> that they have to defend, the Chiefs will be out to a like fourteen to nothing lead. But then a steady diet of Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett attacking that Chiefs O line will put Mahomes out mid-game and the Buccaneers will come back and win it and Tom Brady will be like oh but I did this all on my own and then it'll just be that like Shaq Barrett <laughs> did a thing I yeah, I would disagree I'd go the opposite I think the Bucs will pull out to an early lead you know classic kind of Chiefs playoff game go out to an early lead and they'll just manage to you know, flick a little Andy Reid wand 
and just absolutely pull it out of their asses in third and fourth quarter. I see it. I think for me, though, the biggest, as Tom said, I think the biggest matchup issue for me is backup left and right tackle for the Chiefs versus Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul and Vita Vea in the middle. There was, I mean, um, yeah. There was a little, there was a little story that came out um, where apparently Jason Pierre-Paul has said that he has never heard of Mike Remmers, the Chiefs' backup tackle, that is going to be facing Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, Don't envy him, but oh. I mean, can you? Obviously, it's a concern, but can you think of another back that you would trust more under pressure than Patrick Mahomes? No, but you you need you need your tackles like you, you need. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes likes uh, likes a long drop back, and that's where the tackles will at least help out. Yeah, um, Mike Remmers, I don't think is anywhere near as good at backing up, yeah. and I don't even know who the other backup tackle is. But... On the left, I, I can't remember who it is. It's exactly, some, some no name. And it's why is it backup guards? They're missing their center as well. Like, do they have? They're missing Kalechi. Let's have it. Yeah, none of these O linemen are going to be the O linemen the team the Chiefs rolled into the start of the season hoping they were going to get. Yeah, I mean, even if you were to throw in sort of Duvernay Tardif, like because of the whole like going and being, being a, doctor. a hero. <laughs> yeah, thank you by the way, Duvernay Tardif for. Putting your fucking body on the front line, actually saving right. lives and not just protecting a quarterback. Did he opt out this season? He yeah, opted he opt- out because oh, he's a doctor. A, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that he opted out all season. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was like, you know, halfway through, like, they need me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's gone. He's gone. Wow. I think I think he'll still so get a ring. I think. Cool. Yeah. I think that if you opt out, you he still get He should get a bigger ring. ring. You know you the thing is, is um, they have <laughs> they have uh, obviously said that there's going to be twenty five thousand people in the stadium, and twenty two thousand of those are going to be medical personnel that have been vaccinated. What He's, if Duvernay Tardif? Uh, he has to be in the stands. He has yeah. to be. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any way that he won't be there. No. <laughs> God. I know. Can you imagine just being that much of a hero? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm quite glad that this is kind of the Super Bowl that's landed in the season that I've properly, really kind of developed a, a love for the sport because I wouldn't really, I'd be quite happy if either of these teams won. Like, I think I'd be, I'd be pretty. I don't know. Like I, I'm in the same boat as Max. Because I know that Max is very much anti both of these teams winning. Yeah, it's kind of... I felt like that at first, but, like, watching both of them, like, I just find it hard to not, like, appreciate it. Mm. Which is maybe just because I'm fairly new to the sport, but... I and think I've you not do become service. ...embittered. I'm certainly... I, I would certainly rather the Chiefs win. Oh, certainly. Oh, yeah. I'd rather the Chiefs win. <clears throat> I'd rather, yeah. like, I would have much rather have seen a Bills Super Bowl oh, appearance. I, oh. But they didn't do enough to win, and that's yeah. the nature of the sport. But also, that window is far from closed. Oh, oh God, no. no. They're, they're sticking around. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah yeah i'm 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 just excited man like i you know i would like the i would prefer the chiefs to win but if tom brady manages to like come into this team and in his first season get another ring like I'd, it's just kind of a, a feat that's mm-hmm. hard not to you know I think I think you could already realistically look at Tom Brady's career and say if you split that into thirds yeah. that's three Hall of Fame careers like this could be mm-hmm. his fourth Hall of Fame career <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's insane to think about but yeah, like I'd, I'd, I would like the, the Chiefs to win. I think mostly just because I like, like I like Patrick Mahomes more than anything. I like Andy Reid. I like Andy Reid too. I also Here's, like, like Andy which, Reid. Which one of you was I talking to about this? Where I think that Andy Reid is gone at the end of the year. Me. It's usually me. If you've had a conversation with anyone pre, <laughs> yeah, well, if, chances if, are if, it's me. If you see work. an article and like, ah, this would make for a very interesting, serious discussion on the merits of, you know, Andy Reid staying with the Kansas City Chiefs. No, I, I haven't seen an article. I just thought about it. I, I, I've been thinking the reason, like, the enemy should have had a job two years ago. I think the reason that he he's not been picked up as a head coach now is because there is a job waiting for him at Kansas City. Yeah. This raises an interesting point actually because I was I was thinking about this um from the perspective of uh what you say about uh Eric Bieniemy getting getting the job ahead of well succeeding Andy Reid after this year. Bruce Arians has already retired once. In fact Bruce Arians <laughs> has already retired retired twice. Retired. Um, Byron Leftwich was also touted as a potential head coach, and he didn't get a job uh, interview either. Is it possible that both head coaches in this Super Bowl are bowing out at the end of at the end of the game, and both of their offensive coordinators are going to take over? Essentially, mm-hmm. I mean, Leftwich I mean, had experience in in Arizona hasn't... before Kingsbury, but like. It's possible. Yeah, hasn't hasn't Bruce Arians said that you know he kind of he needs and wants a, a Super Bowl win to kind of validate his career? Yes. Which, if the Buccaneers win, that's career validated. That's career validated. But if but if they don't, I mean, obviously, if you know, if the books don't make it this season, regardless, there's a lot of questions about you know if Tom Brady will stay. Is he like was his contract just one year? No, no. Is he there for two? It's a two-year deal, apparently. Oh, okay. And apparently, optional extension as well. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, Tom Brady has said that he could see himself play until forty-five, which I fucking hate. He recently said he could play beyond forty-five. Well, yeah. If you look at how he's played this season, like, I'd find it hard to disagree with that. I just don't want him in the league anymore. I just want him to go away. I know. I'm sick of seeing Tom Brady in the NFL. I want to. I want to reminisce about how great of a career he had when I'm like 50 and drinking whiskey and talking to my kids who have all obviously got into the fucking sport and like grandkids or whatever. I don't want to have to fucking see how? Tom Brady at the same goddamn age that I want. To... I'm sick. So, of him. I'm tired. So grandkids of him. by 50. That's that's the objective. 
<laughs> Grandkids old enough to comprehend you talking. Yeah, it's like <laughs> talking a... to them about Tom Brady's career. It's I like the chapels are a series of Russian nesting dolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Tom has like the talk with his son, it won't be like you know you need to be careful about these things. It'll be like if you don't get me a fucking grandkid by 18, you're out of this house. I've got seven other children that can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll run, he'll, he'll, run his, he'll run his family like a head coach. Like, yeah. I've got seven other people that want this job. Look, after I've been criticising Phil Rivers for having far too many children and not enough <laughs> Super Bowl rings, it would be hypocritical for me to have... Far too many children and not know. enough Super Bowl rings. The, the Chapel Podcast Dynasty. Yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine yeah. if in 30 years this podcast has been propped up by our three children? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want that future for my child. Yeah, no, I don't. I think I think this is just going to have to be a, a Wilkins Everton Dynasty. I <laughs> mean, Marquise Longdon isn't going to join us. Marquise. <laughs> what do you think about the name Marquise for a child? Yeah. Ah, sorry, boys. Oh. <laughs> I'll get back to the drawing board on that one. Hey, I I tell you what, we were talking about like you know what we might want to call our kids if we had kids the other day. Well, this is a while ago, and I was like, ooh. Like I tried to slip a, a few Star Wars ones in there, and I was like, "Ah, no, I won't get any pasture." Saquon. What about <laughs> Ayla? And she was like, "That's pretty." And I was like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> <laughs> and if it's a boy, wedge. <laughs> <laughs> she has since found out that it's from Star Wars, and it's still open to it. So I'm, uh. well, it's you know, I don't think I could call a kid Kiadi. I don't know. They're calling. They're calling them all sorts these days. I could call it Kit. Kit Festo. Uh, or wait, is that okay. what Kit Harrington's wait. named after? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kit Harrington is named after Kit Fisto. Yeah, imagine, Why imagine me? if I was like, <laughs> imagine me like on a Zoom call with you guys after we'd had a, a child, and I was like. We've named it after Kit. Um, so. Sam, look in the doorway. Hannah's appeared and she looks angry. She looks Imagine very angry if, with if you. If I was like, like look, our, our sweet child named after Kit Fisto. Meet Fisto Longs. Can you just say that into the mic, Hannah, please? <laughs> she already resents that I called the cat. Sam, <laughs> I, I'm not sure whether you knew what you were doing on that one or not. He just wanted—he just wanted to name it after his favorite Quentin Tarantino actor. actor. Forgot that he was also named the exact same yeah. thing. Plum forgot. <laughs> it's not the you first time, though, is it, Sam? Because tell us what your tell us what your Dungeons and Dragons character is called. I don't think I remember. I remember. He's named Kirk. And what's his cat called? <laughs> I don't know. His name is Kirk, as you <laughs> well know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
How have we how have we managed to not talk about the Super Bowl again? <laughs> it's like we're intent on not doing so. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll talk about it afterwards. Can, yeah. I, ask you, can I ask you a question? Go on. Have you yeah. ever seen a pair of Super Bowl coaches that look more like each other than Bruce Arians and Andy Reid? No. <laughs> Bruce Arians is the hipster version of Andy Reid, though. Yeah. I could see them both as sort of like, I don't know why... But yeah. I could see them both sort of like in dressing gowns afterwards, like going for a fits together. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you have you guys seen the conspiracy that maybe Andy Reid's got like uh, some kind of snack in his in his mask because it definitely is is a very wide mask and it always looks like he's munching on something in there. It's almost like he's got a feed bag strapped to his mouth and not like. <laughs> Using it for ventilation purposes. Just got some oats in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sunflower that's seeds. Why, yeah, that's why the, the, a lot of these Chiefs games are really slow to start because he has to get through that lot of bugles. <laughs> 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 Pass me. I waited until he started drinking. <laughs> yeah, the first <laughs> half is just a lot of like garbled <laughs> munching. Patrick's just like, right, can you take uh, over this one, uh, yeah. please? Play action, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready. <laughs> that was probably what was going on with the dolphins thing. It was just Andy Reid just munching in Patrick Mahomes's like ear, and that's why he dropped back forty-five yards for a sack. <laughs> he was just like, "Oh God, get out of my head!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. I thought you were saying drop back, Andy. And he's like, boss. No, I wanna know what you guys will be doing as part of your Super Bowl. What are, you know, what's on the agenda? Well, Sam, it's a fun thing that you've asked this. On the Super Bowl, we will be starting. Should we say start at like eleven? Yeah, yeah. Why not? What time's like, kick off? Uh, five past twelve, I think. Cool. Yeah. Do like an hour of preamble, etc. Do the quiz beforehand, etc. Yes. Yes. The quiz. The quiz that I mentioned to Ed to maybe arrange sorting. Yeah, I'll sort as a quiz. Don't you worry. Okay. Um, but yeah, from eleven p.m. GMT. Uh, Super Bowl live stream, stiff up a lip, spectacular. Um, I was in the process of trying to make it. Spectacular, is that what you just said? Yeah. The stiff up a lip, Super Bowl spectacular. Yeah. Did we, did we workshop that last week? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Of course we did. I'm not, I, I haven't oh, had an God. original thought since yeah. at least 2008. <laughs> yeah, All you you're should've... getting right now is just a bunch of article pieces that I've read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have stuck around a bit last weekend. Sorry. We were, we yeah. were left unattended for too long. <laughs> it didn't become another Scar podcast, did it? No. no. We've not you had a Scar that those podcast. those are unsustainable now. We're, no, during the off-season, every, every non-Sulp week is, is going to be a fucking... Drop Kidney Teasers week. DKMJ week, baby! I give yeah. it two podcasts, Max. What? I give it two episodes. Absolutely not. You're just jealous that we've not had you on yet. Yeah, damn straight I am. 
keep telling you I'm available. Fucking hell, I'm trapped inside my house. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, anyway, the Stickable Lip <laughs> Super Bowl live stream spectacular, which will start at 11 p.m. GMT over on Twitch. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash twitch.tv forward slash chappersman1997, which is uh, my Twitch channel. We've also got, of course, uh, everyone else over here who has a Twitch channel, which is Emma and Beth. Um, Little Moon Gaming, she's not streamed anything yet. That's Emma. And then Tiny Potato underscore Gaming, she's stopped streaming. That's Beth. So it's just me. <laughs> I'm the only one yeah. left. Tom's holding down the fort. Yeah. Yes. Um, but we will be doing quizzes, games, a little bit of fun. We'll have Max Saito from over at Gridiron yeah. Extra. Uh, himself. Yeah. Absolute legend that he is. And he can actually watch the games with us instead of pacing around in a darkened room, as he told me that he would be if the Packers were in it. So, you know, that's that's at least a little bonus for all of you. Um, yeah, come watch come... us get progressively more drunk. Yeah, uh, so far we've had confirmation that I will be getting pissed and Max will be getting pissed. And Sam has 24 beers, so Sam will be getting pissed. And going to tape them into a sword. Thoughts on, thoughts on getting I... marooned? Um... I mean, I'll get, I'll certainly get like Merry Plus. Merry, Merry Plus. Plus. So it does sound like a CBS broadcasting package streaming. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch every episode of Desperate Housewives on Merry Plus. <laughs> uh. Have I ever told you, just to end this podcast, did I ever told you that my granddad insisted on what he watched it every week, but he called it The Desperate Housewives? <laughs> so I watched The Desperate Housewives. <laughs> that just makes it sound like he's like peeping through his curtains. <laughs> There's no guarantee that he wasn't. <laughs> don't don't besmirch his good name. I know. Yeah, that's Jack, the hero that he is. Yeah, absolute okay. legend that he is. Um, um, I think that's us. Yeah, yeah, that might that might be us. We actually finished it on time. Hooray! Yeah. This episode awesome. will be going out after the Super Bowl. Hooray! <laughs> no, it won't. No, it won't. So if you guys get a quick turnaround, we can get it out tomorrow. Oh, it's going out tomorrow. Oh, you heard it here first, folks. By the well, time it... <laughs> you see this, every piece of information that we have said will be outdated, and Patrick Mahomes will have dislocated his knee on a fucking cattle grid or something. <laughs> but we've got, we've got at least. <laughs> Because that's what always happens. Yeah. Sean Payton will have died in a horrible circumstance. <laughs> Drowned on guns. <laughs> I originally, at the start of the podcast, had written down what I thought that this one would be called, but now I'm pretty sure Drowned on Gunge needs to be. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I feel like. what did you think the podcast was, named, was supposed to be named? Firm, uh, it was Firm Like a Mouse. <laughs> was that before I arrived? No, that was you mentioning about how you clicked on a bagel for the past thirty <laughs> minutes at work. That yeah. Okay. So yeah. Firm like a mouse. Have you ever? How many mice have you held? Like actual like, yeah, like, like human mice. mice. Like actually, yeah. Um... <laughs> how many human mice? Human mice have you cradled? <laughs> I have, I have, I can't recall having ever touched Kill a rodent. Me. <laughs> Kill me! Everyone can second this agony. 
<laughs> Why, father? <laughs> Make me a mouse wife. <laughs> Why must I be alone, father? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's just the Chapel family in circa 2024. <laughs> <laughs> I shall build myself mouse children to teach about American football. <laughs>